The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, here I am. Welcome to... All the moms out there, bless you, my friends. Um, and into any dads and kids and pets watching or listening. I guess you're not watching. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We do focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world. All right, question. Have you ever felt tempted to quit as a mom? I mean, not really quit, but maybe like you just can't take much more because you're exhausted, you're overwhelmed, you feel like you just don't measure up. Oh my goodness, do we have sweet rescue for you today. She is well-known voice from the Proverbs 31 Ministries and a best-selling author and speaker in her own right. She's Renee Swope. She's back. She's been on the show before. She's here to talk about her new book, The Confident Mom, Simple Ways to Give Your Child What They Need Most. And she's going to help you be a more confident mom as well, plus something to help you feel amazing as a mother and a miraculous news story to share. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Hey moms, summer is just around the corner. Make plans now to encourage your kids with a faith-filled week at Idra Haji, one of Colorado's largest Christian summer camps. Idra Haji stands for I'd Rather Have Jesus and offers a vast array of outdoor adventures, including zip lines, horseback riding, rock climbing, and more. Best of all, the staff at Idra Haji will point your camper to Jesus Christ through passionate worship, heartfelt devotions, and inspiring Bible studies. Register today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. Channel Mom. With Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. Thanks to producer James, who's in the house today. He plays all my sound bites and does all the good stuff. I think I need to re record, re record that little commercial for Channel Mom because they had to speed up my voice so much. You can, I'm already a fast talker and it's so fast. All right, just a little bit of business before we get to our guest. I want to remind you about Idrahaji. What a place. First of all, it's like just a few miles from my house. I live up in the mountains, and Camp Idrahaji is just down the road from me in Bailey, Colorado. Gorgeous. Um, I know those, the staff. They're amazing people. They have your children's best interests at heart. Uh, it, it, it's just a beautiful place for them to learn more about a walk with Jesus and, and the Bible and how much God loves them. So I hope you'll check them out at idrahaji.org. Idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. And coming up, I'm going to tell you about an employment opportunity there as well. All right. I do need to welcome our podcast listeners. So grateful for them. 
you know, please find us on your favorite podcast sites, I guess. Is that what you call it? Applications? Whatever. I sound like an old lady when I talk like that. Spotify. Also, Amazon Music, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Do want to welcome our friends from across the country who listen to us. So grateful for our folks in other markets, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, as well as Little Rock. They've been with us for quite a while. And new listeners in Springfield, Illinois. I was born in Chicago, so that's kind of cool. Also, Colorado Springs, Idaho, Denver. Who have I forgotten? Oklahoma. Yeah, the folks in Oklahoma. So grateful for you guys. All right. Quick little bit of business um, and then a quick miraculous news story to share. And then we're going to have our friend Renee Swope join us. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. My book is coming out on April 8th, God willing. (laughs) There's problem with paper supplies because of the whole supply chain thing. But hopefully you can get it very soon. All you have to do is pre-order and you will get a discount on your pre-order. The book is discounted if you pre-order it. You just go to orders at momyouramazing.com, orders at momyouramazing.com and just say, I want the book. And then they'll put you on the little list and you'll get that discount. So I wanted you to know that. All right, so I just had to share this story and Renee can weigh in on it as well. I love stuff like this because it reminds me of... of the attention that God pays to every little life and, and the sacredness of, of the lives that are inside of mother's wombs. And, and this is not me going political. It's just a, a fact. It's the truth. And I don't know if you saw this news story. First of all, absolutely darling picture of this baby after he was born. You should go look it up. It, the, the headline is unborn baby partially removed from womb for heart surgery placed back into his mother born 10 weeks later and you should he looks so happy he looks like hey thank you for saving my life because they had to remove a little tumor from his heart so they pulled him out of the womb did the surgery put him back in and 10 weeks later he was born healthy and strong I'm not seeing his name but he was born uh, at the Cleveland Clinic and our firstborn was born in Cleveland so Cleveland is near and dear to my heart anyway isn't that cool God is so good. Just that beautiful, sacred life that was saved even inside of the womb. It's so cool. All right. Now we're going to get to our wonderful friend, Renee Swope. She, of course, is a, an award-winning and best-selling author of A Confident Heart. She's also a popular podcast host, uh, also a conference speaker, and former radio co-host and executive director with Proverbs 31 Ministries. That may be where you know her name. Of course, she's a mom, and that's you know one of the most important things about her, a mom of three kids. She's still raising one. She's got adult ones, and she's also still raising a child, and uh, lives in North Carolina with her family. Welcome to Channel Mom, Renee Swope. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I was going to play this soundbite of a, of a baby because of this precious baby that was saved in the womb. So let's just listen to these newborn sounds. <coughs> Isn't that precious, Renee? Wow. I know. Amazing. Doesn't it just take you back? Uh, (laughs) I feel like babies sound like little lambs. Yeah, they do. Actually, that isn't that wonderful. That's a neat little metaphor. Yes, it is. I love it. Anyway, isn't that that wonderful? They removed this little guy from his mom's womb, repaired his heart, and put him back in. And then he was back. I know. Oh, I love that story. It's so cute. I saw. Did you see? Yesterday. Oh, oh, he's darling. 
crying. He looks so happy. Anyway, that's fantastic. All right, dear, let's get started. Your new book is called A Confident Mom, Simple Ways to Give Your Child What They Need Most. Every mom wants to know that. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. But I want you to do the setup. You, you definitely admit that there was a time in your motherhood, your mother of two boys, and then you adopted a, a young girl later. And how old is she now? So she's 13. Okay. And our boys are now, uh, the, you know, the story I'll share about hitting rock bottom as a mom, they were, you know, four and six or something like that. Yeah. And they're now 27 and 24. So we have them, and then we have Aster, who is 13. I know. Good for you. You're still in the throes of motherhood. So I, I want am. moms to be to be drawn in today. You, you definitely share a moment. And, and, you know, I suppose it's like a first world problem, especially compared to what's going on in the world right now. But still, most moms are going to be able to identify with what you went through. It's that place where we just feel overwhelmed and tired and inadequate and like we're not doing it right. And, and our kids are going to be failures and we're a failure. Like it's that awful place. So I want you to tell your story. And it's, the story that I want to share is, is one day. It's one, you know, corner of this big, bigger piece of paper that right. all of these days led up to. So it's many, many days of feeling so inadequate. And not only, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but um, I'm doing it like I'm, I'm really bad at it. Too. Mm-hmm. And so because I felt like nothing was going right as a mom. And I think that all of us can get to that point because we have such high expectations of ourselves and oftentimes we have pretty high expectations of our children in the different phases they're in because we've never done this before, you know? And I think it's so important for us to, especially early on in our motherhood journeys, but even as our kids get older, we've never raised teenagers before. We've never had adult children before. It's all new with each phase we go through. Yeah. But this is, this is after my boys had become, you know, they were no longer babies. They had become toddlers who wouldn't listen. Um, and I would, had planned way too many errands with two young children yeah. and cut everything short, went home, put the boys down for an early nap after, you know, making sure my oldest felt really guilty for ruining our shopping trip and ruining the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and once they were down for a nap, I decided to do something productive and um, I pulled out an article to edit that Lisa Turkers had written, and in it she referenced a story from a book that described Andrew Carnegie, and really it was a management principle that was then being applied in parenting. But Andrew Carnegie, who was the wealthiest man in America in the early 1900s, um, employed 42 millionaires, which was unheard of, and during an interview, a reporter had asked him, you know, why he would pay those men that much money, and Andrew Carnegie explained, that men are developed the same way that gold is mined and that a gold miner has to move through tons of dirt. Can you just even imagine being a gold miner? Like dark, dirty, moist, and all this dirt, and you're just looking for one little ounce of gold. And he said, but gold miners don't look for dirt. They look for gold, and the more they look for, the more they find. And in this book, Zig Ziglar was using this story. Yeah. And then Lisa was referencing Zig Ziglar's story. Yeah, Zig Ziglar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wonderful man. Yeah. To yeah. encourage parents, want to give credit where it's due, uh, but to encourage parents to look for the gold of our children's talents and abilities and the positive things in our children. And it just so happened that that day I was in such a hard place that I had looked for construction paper to write I quit on it and hand in, you know, my resignation uh, to my husband. And I felt like I was buried 
in the dirt of defeat and discouragement. And I remember thinking, I wish I had a gold miner in my life. Like, I wish I had someone who could help me see something good in my life. Because I just felt like so much self-doubt and so much like self-criticism. Some people call it self-loathing. I mean, I was really in that place of hating who I'd become. And I wrote in my journal, you know, I wish I had a gold miner in my life who could see, you know, something good in me. And I sensed God whisper, not an audible voice, but I sensed a whisper in my heart rise up um, and speak just hope and said, you know, I am that gold miner in your life. I see beyond where you are um, to who you can become. You're the one who's so critical of yourself. You're the one who is constantly expecting perfection. Um, And so it began a journey of two different like parallel roads that I walked down and pursuing what would it look like to become a gold mining mom? I don't, I didn't want to just focus on my kids' talents and abilities, but what would it look like to really um, focus on the things that mattered most to God? And as I began to unpack that, I really felt like the Lord was saying the gold and in your children's hearts is the gold of my character that is woven into each of us when we are made in his image Mm -hmm. and that the dirt is a sin that buries God's image in us. Yeah, it's it's a great metaphor. I'm going to interject for a second. Um, first of all, you were looking for pink construction paper because you wanted to hand in your pink slip to your husband. You know, that's like that dates me because some people don't know. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. Now we get them digitally and they're not, they're not on pink. Um, Email. That's right. That's right. You're fired. Yeah. I mean, isn't that yeah, very, well, pink slips weren't any more caring than that. But anyway, all right. Feels very impersonal, I imagine, getting it in an email. Um, yeah. So you wanted to hand in your pink slip. You wanted to quit. And you weren't really going to walk out. But you felt like yeah. you were, at, you know, an abject failure. And you just, you didn't know how to continue. And so, and so you got this. To, go ahead. Right, I want to quit the hard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. I think every, I mean, I love motherhood. I just do. There's a reason I minister to mothers because I see the value in it. So I love it. But of course I've had days where I just feel like I'm doing everything wrong and, and I'm, I don't know, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and I don't know how to find the gold beneath the dirt of my children. And, and, and my, my kids are wonderful, but they, they go through stages as do I, as do we all, where I'm like, oh no, I can't find any gold. And so it's, right. and, and oh, then we really feel like failures. And so, so that's, that's a beautiful metaphor to say, mama, if you are worn out and you think you're not doing this well, just think of yourself as a gold miner. Forgive yourself for all the dirt. God does. Right. He's right. so much less hard on us than we are on ourselves. He's not a condemner. Um, he is, and I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, lo- I love that you say just mine for gold day by day and don't worry about the dirt. If, if there's some yuck, it's all part of it. And you're going to find gold beneath that. That's a beautiful metaphor to keep in mind every single day. I'm going to do that. I mean, my kids are 23 and 19 now, and, and we still have to mine for gold in, in those ages. Yeah, the concepts are across the board in ages and seasons of life, for sure, and up to parenting and, yeah. Yeah, and I want moms to know you're graciously giving away five copies of your book today. That's a lot. So don't be shy. If you want to get this book, if you want to give it away to somebody, if you can do two things. You can either call us for A Confident Mom by Renee Swope. Um, best-selling author, also of Proverbs 31 fame. Anyway, it's called A Confident Mom, Simple Ways to Give Your Child What They Need Most. Do not be shy. You can get a copy today, 303-873-1935, 303-873-1935. Or during the weekends, if that's where you're hearing us, or in other cities, you can email us at 
info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. All right, let's move on because I know moms are sitting around with bated breath wanting to, to know these things that you talk about, the subtitle, the simple ways to give your child what they need most. And I say one more thing and I'm just going to kind of let you go off. Um, I, what I realized later in life as I've gotten to be a mom of adults is, you know what, I really paid a little bit too much attention to the stuff that the world honors. Yeah. So like their grades and, you know, my kids this and my kids that or in their athletic performances and and all their, you know, the awards they got. And I really concentrated on that stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> as they became adults and, and I and I won't, you know, call out names, but I began to get concerned, at least in one situation, like, oh, my goodness, where are the values? Where, where's your heart? Where, where's your 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 service? You know, you know what I mean. Like sometimes we yeah. concentrate on all their worldly accomplishments and we forget to build the other stuff, right? Right. And and really, what we focus on is what you know our kids will too. What we value is what they end up valuing. What we praise them for, that's what they'll strive for because they're it's they're learning from home yeah. more than anywhere. Yeah. So, so why don't yeah. you talk about some of the things that, that some of the lessons that you have, you got, you have a lot of them that you list, so, the things that our kids need most. Yeah. And before I do that, I just want to um, just mention, like I had said, there's a, there was this parallel journey because we could go through the motions and do all the things I'm going to share with you. Okay. But without the hard work that God wants to do in us um, and really the way God wants to love us. We will be going through action, but it but we'll run out of motivation. We'll we'll end up in a frustrated place again. So my parallel road that I felt like I took as a as a mom was going down. What does it look like to become a gold mining mom? And then second, Lord, what do you see in me? And what I discovered in a nutshell that I end up unpacking in this in the back section, several chapters from just for moms. What I just realized is that everything I needed to know as a mom. Um, I would learn, I would have to learn first as a child of God. Mm-hmm. So I would have to position my heart under his, his father heart, which isn't condemning, which isn't critical, which isn't focused on all my faults. I was convinced that day that God was as disappointed in me as I was in myself. Yeah, right. And what he showed me through scripture, through stories of Gideon and Peter and many others, Moses, who struggled with doubt, who struggled with inadequacy, is that God sees beyond who we are to who we can become, but we only become that and that person by by like embracing His presence, embracing His promises, and really embracing His power in us to be changed. So, in the in the same process that I began to change my approach to parenting, I really I can tell you God began to really change me. Oh, amen. I mean, I'm a very different person than I was twenty three or four years ago. Yeah, I'm going to interject very quickly. Give me one example. What were you like 24 years ago that's very different now? Give me one characteristic. So I was very Mm self-critical. I was a perfectionist, and and I was a perfectionist on the inside, and whatever was in my heart came out of my mouth. And so I thought that the more I would criticize and point out the things my kid did wrong, the more they would change. The same thing with my husband. If I would just, if he would just do things this way and this way, I was too crying to, trying to create this perfect happily ever after story and it isn't realistic and so I was very Mm -hmm. self-critical of myself and those closest to me so my kids and my husband was one of the biggest changes and and you're not now and 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 your husband and children would concur that you just aren't like that anymore yeah well amen I mean of course I'm not perfect like my husband like 
course, my husband would be like, you know, she is night and day different. Of course, you know, she can be critical at times. I'm not saying I'm perfect, for sure. But I, that isn't this leading. I don't lead from that place in my life. Um, and it wasn't my friends wouldn't have known that. It was it was it was this internal place, and I think I think many of us do it because um, we want to create this story that we dreamed of living growing up, and yet it's not it's not real. It's not possible. And so, but no, I think my husband and my kids would both tell you like I became their biggest cheerleader. I became their biggest encourager. Um, and what I had to do also is realize I just had to back away and go, okay, how does God parent us? And God, you look at Jesus and you look at the Lord, they don't get their identity from how we behave. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. They well, don't. That's, and I, not, that's not where their value comes from. It's not where their joy comes from. It doesn't come from our behavior. It comes from a relationship with us. Yeah. And so... And so, and, and I, I agree with you. I What you're not admonishing us, but encouraging us to do is to say, hey, first you have to allow yourself to be under a construction project as you allow your motherhood to be under a construction project in in the way in which you treat your children. And then you go through, like, as God is teaching you what it is to be a child of God, and now you're going to turn around and, and operate in that that knowledge with your own children, you do give some tips. And I think some of them are, are, are just what we wouldn't expect for the world, but what our kids need so much. I can look back in retrospect and see that these are great tips. Now, you know how radio goes. You have like three minutes. So I want yeah. you at least to touch on how your child needs to feel loved and pursued and how your child needs to be disciplined in love. Okay. So, um, so yes, that's one of the simple ways. What I, reason I said simple is because like, we got to bullet down. We make things so hard. So our child needs to feel loved and pursued means that, you know, our child needs to feel like we love them for who they are. In the same way we long for our parents to love and approve of us, all of our quirks and qualms, our children long to be loved and accepted for exactly who God created them to be, their strengths and their weaknesses, their emotional needs, um, and the things that motivate them instead of us trying to create them into who we wanted them to be. Yeah. And um, that means, like, surrendering them and being like, okay, Lord, you created this child, this adult. Um, help me to love them and encourage them the way you encourage me and believe in them and listen and pursue them, to spend time with them, to delight with them, um, to create connections and focus on our relationship, not just their performance. So. Um, and I'll give you an example because you talk about being disciplined in love as well. I grew up in a home where we were disciplined. We didn't know where the boundary was until we crossed it. We were disciplined in anger, and then it felt like there was a brick wall up between us and either our mom or dad, my mom or dad. And when I felt like the Lord, we were punished for regret, so we'd never do it again. And initially, into my momhood journey, you know, in, I would say the first like five to seven years, that's the road I took, and like, I just thought that's all I knew. Yeah. And the Lord used the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son, to show me that it's not about creating regret. It's about creating restoration. Uh-huh. And that there are consequences, but it's not to build up a wall. It's to build a bridge to their heart. And so, um, and I saw this model by a mentor that I had before I was even married, Um, how they would pull their child aside. So these are some of the things, pulling your child aside to a place where no one else is and talking to them about what they did, choices that they could have made that would have been um, a different direction. So let's say they were mean and bit their brother. You know, what would have been the opposite? Kindness and communicating in love, um, kind words. 
And so we address the dirt and then help them replace it with old. But then also, instead of punishing them and leaving them in their room and being grounded for two weeks and isolating them, um, bringing back a connection to have them apologize to the person they hurt and to restore relationship with that person and with the Lord and with us, depending, you know, just depends on the dynamics of the situation. Yeah. And and that's restorative. um, That, that is not regret. That's restorative. And and man, that's going to make a difference in a child's heart. All right, Renee, we've got one minute left for you. So I do want to explain that the, the name of the book is a confident mom. Everything you have just shared, will make us more confident as mothers. Yeah. All, all yeah. of these principles and going to God for help. So I appreciate right. that. Um, you when know, we I pursue the things that matter, even if we mess up, I want to, in one minute, share this, the power of an apology. So, so if you lay your head on your pillow tonight and you blew it, if the best thing you did was apologize to your child and say, I am so sorry, I love you, will you forgive me, and restore that relationship, you can lay your head on the pillow tonight and know you did a powerful spiritual thing. And my both of my boys and their wives have said the most important thing you taught us was to apologize, to ask for forgiveness, to restore the relationship. It has changed everything in our marriages. And that has been the sweetest, sweetest fruit of knowing, okay, God, so all the times I blew it really added up to something good. Well, and God, <laughs> God, God bless you for passing that lesson on, Renee. And thank you for mothering and, and helping other mothers to mother. I appreciate it. How do we find you really quick? Because we're about to go. How do we find you? Yeah, find me online at ReneeSlope.com. And then I'm on um, Instagram at ReneeSlope. And in all those places, you'll find a link to other places. So, and to the book. And, and, and to the book. a copy of the book and call in and get a copy. Yeah. Five were given away. All right. Bless you. I hope I get to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, dear. Bye, all right. Bye-bye, dear. All right. This is the time in the show that I say thank you for all that you sacrifice, all you do. If nobody else says thank you, I thank you for what you do as a mom. And speaking of that, maybe one of your kids needs a job. It could be their next adventure. Camp Idrahaji is now hiring. Your kids could be outdoors and they could uh, help little ones know the good news. So check that out, those hiring opportunities, idrahaji.org. God bless you guys. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.